Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Today we're welcoming Samuel and Jan from indie pop duo XN Provence onto the show. So welcome both of you. How are you today? Doing good, thank you. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, doing good. Thanks. Awesome. You're very, very welcome. Um, so where am I speaking to you both from today? Because obviously you're in different places. Well, I'm in Berlin, actually, in the moment. Okay. Uh, and I'm in Hackney in London. Awesome. And is that where you always um, both live? You haven't moved recently or anything like that? You're always living there? Well, I used to live in England, uh, and then I got a bit stuck here in Germany when I visited my parents. Huh. So, um, trying to make the best out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, oh, go on, go on. Sorry, Samuel. Yeah, yeah, I've been pretty much southeast or east London for as long as I can remember. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. A London man through and through then. Um, so let's just start with, obviously, the elephant in the room is the pandemic. What was last year like for you? Did you have any plans that needed to change? Did you have to put anything on hold? What were you up to last year? We kind of used the... Um, we used the time that we had. I I I, um, I work part time as a as a cocktail bartender, but obviously music's my passion, and um, and so actually um, I used we used the time we had to kind of have a think about what we um, a project together because we're we're songwriters and we've worked together for quite a while, um, writing songs for other people, and we've crossed paths in various bands before, but we'd always wanted to release something as a duo. So actually the pandemic gave us a bit of time to kind of configure what we wanted to do. And a lot of good songs came out of it um, uh, towards at, at the beginning when, um, when there was kind of a lot of doubt in the air. That was when we wrote our single. Um, so yeah, it kind of actually was kind of spurred by the pandemic, uh, mm. uh, the project. For me, obviously, like, I mean, all gigs got cancelled and um, everything was put on a hold, which in the beginning wasn't so bad because uh, you you felt like, oh, wow, I can't do all these things that I always wanted to do. And um, then we started actually writing over using all kinds of media channels to just, if that's Facebook or WhatsApp or anything where we could talk to each other and then each one of us had their music equipment ready and was like playing around with ideas and sending it back and forth. Mm -hmm. So how have you both found trying to work on music remotely from each other during the pandemic or was it fairly easy, you know, because of what technology can do? How have you found that? I think we were quite lucky to fix it a bit before um, because Jan, Jan has been in Spain for quite a while and we, we, we'd been working, we'd had, a, we'd shared a studio together in London so even before we had quite a lot of experience of just sending over half kind of half baked ideas, tracks or lyrics and kind of developing them on our own. We both have our own studios here in Berlin and in London. So yeah, we had had a bit of experience, but I think the kind of sheer weight of, you know, not being able to see each other at all, we managed to, we managed to see each other twice during the whole year in like the breaks from, you know, lockdown, uh, once in Berlin and once in, in the UK, in Northampton. But, yeah, not being able to see each other at all, I think, yeah, it was a bit challenging, but we kind of made the most of it. Um, and the volume... I think, it helped, I think it helped a lot that we worked together before, so we kind of 
know each other's uh, ways. And uh, because if you write songs, it's, it's sometimes very, uh, I would say, intimate. You know, you because you want to put down some some real feelings and real ideas. So it helps when you know someone a bit better, then you can just say something absolutely stupid and it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's nice. It sounds like you've got a good partnership then. You can bounce a lot of ideas off each other. Mm. That's good. Yeah, I think with a complete stranger, if we were writing for someone and you just had like, you just had Zoom and WhatsApp, I think it would be quite hard because you do need that initial connection to, um, to kind of share ideas in a way. Um, I'd like to try it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be novel, yeah. So I saw um, you both met when you were on tour with your former bands and then you started writing music together in a makeshift studio, probably one you just mentioned, actually. So tell us about that meeting and what you were both doing at the time and then how it led you to meet each other. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I was playing um, in a band called The Shark. I was the front man for um, a band called The Shark for about 10 years. Um, and... I'd always seen, while I was at Gold, studying at Goldsmiths, I'd always seen this band Dead Kids, um, which Jan was playing in, and I thought Jan's playing was great. Um, and then, yeah, Jan's band changed names a few times or changed kind of um, uh, people a few times, and the project changed a bit, but we'd keep on seeing each other at festivals and did a few shows together once the band had changed to iRock. Um but yeah, so we kind of had admired each other from a distance. I always thought um, Jan's frontman was amazing as well. A guy, a friend of ours called Mike Title, and I looked up to him a lot as a as a as a performer when I was uh, at university. So it was great to finally meet and and to have that connection when we when we first started writing together. Mm. Yes, same same for me. Like when I saw um, Sam's band, it was like one of the only bands at the time where I was like, wow, there's something really cool there. It's, it's, it's something fresh and new. And then I met him actually at a party somewhere in, uh, in South London at a house party. And I was like, oh, that's the, that's the singer from, from the shark. So I went up to him and said like, Hey man, we should, we should do some writing together. And he was like totally wasted. <laughs> and I thought he would not understand what I was talking about. But <laughs> a few days later he called me back and was like, Hey, Anna, um, how about we get together and do some stuff? And I, I, I just, I was kind of, uh, that was the um, ex- garden party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was really excited and I was like, all right. Um, and I took all my s- s- keyboards and put them all out on the table, plugged them all in. And I was like, all right, we're going to treat that as a big playground and just uh, see what comes out of it. And, and that's kind of how it started. And we, we didn't live far from each other, just across the park, which was really, very helpful as well. Mm, okay. So how long have you been together as a band? Or a duo, sorry. It depends. Uh, um, yeah, I guess it kind of depends because we've never actually, we've worked on music for other people a fair, a fair amount and we've been writing together for about five or six years, but we've only um, actually figured out, um, you know, thought about releasing material as a duo um, since the pand- since uh, since last year, since since this first record we've just put out, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, this is our first release. Yes, I saw that. It must be really exciting for you. But how bizarre that you're doing it during a pandemic, right? 
And yeah, they chose yeah. their worst time. <laughs> yeah, we chose. We chose like not a great. I mean, we're both quite. Um, we both love to perform as well. So in that sense, it's kind of really bad timing because it would have been great to kind of, you know, be doing as many gigs as possible. And that's kind of the best way to promote yourself when you when you're first starting out. Mm. Start starting up a band. Uh, to be honest, like social media has never been my strong point. So it's always been about just creating a live following and getting more and more people down to gigs and kind of building yourselves in that way. So that's been a bit of a struggle to kind of think of ways of keeping it interesting and, uh, you know, having a release without any gigs. Yeah, it must be tricky. Like you said, it's the essential way normally, isn't it, to get your new song out there, just relentless touring of all kinds of venues. But I suppose you'll just have to postpone that idea it will be done just um not as now as you want it to right yeah yeah for sure (laughs) exactly Um, but we we actually uh, had had an idea how to just get around it a little bit so we would like i would play the keyboards and record myself with it send it to sam he does the same and then we have a, a drummer friend that um, place with us so send it to him and we all make videos and then just put it together and um, that way it's like the closest to a live performance yeah. is that it's it, it's fun but obviously not the same like meeting up yeah you, everyone's doing their best aren't they <laughs> yeah yeah Jan's been um, Jan's been putting on a, um, a night from um, well not I say a night but I guess it's um it's kind of a, a mobile streaming uh platform as well um jan's been p- putting on shows in his van um and driving around berlin with the van open and playing to traffic <laughs> very novel uh, yeah yeah well it's, it's but, kind of a, uh, it's a, it's it's not illegal but it's not it's a bit of a gray zone because <laughs> all limitations uh, are for uh flats and Play, but not public transport or, or cars. So uh, mm. I was doing a club night here in Berlin for a month or something and they got shut down and I thought, um, why not just put it in in the van, you know, like put put the whole band in the van and 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 then stream it and it actually worked out quite well. It's it's fun. <laughs> You've got to adapt in these times, haven't you? That sounds fun anyway. <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a big adrenaline rush every time i go because I, I got stopped by the police a couple of times and things go a bit wrong but uh all in all it's a lot of fun yeah um frickler what's the um yeah i can send you a link if you want that you can have a look at it yeah you should what is it a link of you getting arrested <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> that would be fun. The problem is I, I, I do everything myself, so I have to do the driving, and I have one more person that does the camera, but it's, the t- it's a technical nightmare to, to make it work. Um, and then I, I would need, like, three, four hands to, to make it all happen smooth, but yes. it's, it's fun. Okay. And um, in terms of when you did um, decide to form and become a duo, so how did your sound start to take shape? How did you work out, you know, what you wanted to sound like and what kind of songs you wanted to do? Well, it came a bit natural, I would say, because, I mean, we we always send each other, like, songs we like or, or then Sam has an idea for a lyric and then I'm i'm working a lot that i make little little bits of music like little loops and and then we kind of 
exchange that and then out of that something comes and normally the, the the song i wouldn't say writes itself but you know kind of where it goes and we have we have a taste that somehow both of us it comes together as something unique i find yeah we actually have quite a lot of um and we also have quite a lot of ideas that are just floating around from from kind of years of just having fun together writing so there's uh there's often little ideas that we go back to um we um yeah we actually we you know if we're actually much better at um starting new ideas than finishing them because <laughs> we have about like, i think i've got like about 200 sort of unfinished uh, demos that we've done over the years together mm. which might be pitches for they could have been pitches for other artists or like kind of more mainstream kind of pop stuff that we did but actually when we kind of adapt it and do it in our way with my vocal it kind of sounds really interesting to do some of that stuff so so a, a normal day would look like we uh, we meet uh, like when we start when we still wrote together in person we would meet like at 10 o'clock at a, at a cafe outside just talk about a little bit of a subject or something we wanted to do and uh, just make a couple of jokes uh have a laugh and then uh go in the studio and, and literally just turn on the machines and see what comes out. And then normally something would stick and we form it into like a, a verse and a chorus and then come up, come up with lyrics or we have like a, another singer there. And then um, Sam is a bit like a, a psychotherapist, I would say, just getting out whatever that person is feeling and turning it into poetry. And I'm working at the same time at a beat or like making a chord structure and then it all comes together. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's normally like in four or five hours you have like a, a, a structure and then then you can go crazy with sound and stuff uh, mm. to finish product. But the, the, the root thing I would say. Okay. And I believe in capturing moments, you know, capturing moments is the yeah. big thing. Okay. And what about in terms of um, your musical inspirations for both of you growing up and now, and how have they maybe influenced your sound as a band? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, I started somewhere listening to Elvis tapes when I was a child and then uh, found out about techno music and then moved to England um, in my twenties, and and started playing with a electronic guitar punk band. So it, it went <laughs> like, but uh, the, the the common denominator in all of it, I would say, is is the, the is the is the, the synthesizers and the keyboards that um, I always like to make sounds with that, and then just put myself to whatever was around. Mm -hmm. What about you, Samuel? I think when I was um Well, in my last band, we were definitely super kind of into our 70s and 80s. And like, I was obsessed with David Bowie when I was at university. And and um, I loved like David Burns' kind of style of singing and his onstage persona. And I kind of got really carried into, you know, pop kind of music and public image, all this kind of stuff. But these days, I um, feel like I try and make myself a, um, a little more well-rounded when it comes to listening to 
some of the more modern stuff and some 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 kind of like I for instance I play in a kind of a neo soul jazz project which I would have never done before but um it's a friend of mine who I reconnected from school with from school and um yeah playing jazz has kind of added a different kind of spin to my writing um and it, and also I've been listening to just a lot more straight 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 up kind of well written pop music um um and I try and kind of vary my albums a little bit more and just um yeah just just not be so stuck in that kind of uh, alternative kind of pig, uh, pigeonhole mm-hmm. that that I was when I was kind of in guitar bands growing up um but yeah still I obviously that stuff's a huge um huge influence on me mm. um and I love the, I love like funky kind of red early red hot chili peppers and beastie boys type stuff as well yeah um, cool so big big range of stuff from both of you that's cool that's good to have more influences i think because it makes more interesting sound i guess mm. <laughs> I, I think it it, it changed a lot how how you listen to music for me at least and especially in the last year it, it became more music becomes like a soundtrack to your life right so you have your, your playlists and your uh your music like when i when i have to do work i put on like very deep techno stuff and it, it's gets me into this machine mode where i'm like okay i just do like another 10 emails and uh then uh, when i go to bed I, I i listen to like some drone music or and uh then sometimes i listen to eight it's, it's like it's more like a soundtrack i feel mm. How, do, don't you feel that as well alice Yes, I think everyone's got what they would call the soundtrack to your lives. You know, you've got things that remind you of mm. maybe your childhood or you might not even remember, but you may hear it as an adult and think, why does that remind me of this? But it's almost like a subconscious thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. That definitely yeah. shapes you as well. And um, um, Sorry, go on. Go on. And I just love that uh, when you said drone music, I was imagining like one percent type of drone and then you were saying like bedtime, I was like, i saw um Um, after five years um several hundred demos as you mentioned earlier as well much shape-shifting in style genre and concept it took a global pandemic and a growing tempestuous climate to discover what the glue was within the project so tell me a bit about these steps that you've gone through and how it's shaped you as a duo well um I, I would say, like from from the sound, how the sound kind of found itself by just whatever we we used that was available. You know, like if there's if there's a certain keyboard, it kind of creates a certain certain thing, and then you make a drum beat, and then you think, oh, wouldn't like a, a weird bird sound sound good on this and you, you just drag in the sample it's, it's like it's like a playground i would say i think um i think the first uh the first well our first single was kind of a, a turning point because we we suddenly realized well i suddenly realized i was like this feels like something that's good enough it has enough kind of fun in it but also it felt like it had a lot of kind of emotional gravity which i think is really important that balance between um, just a kind of a kind of a fun lyric and interesting thing, but also to have that emotional shift in it. Um, 
and we've been kind of looking i've i've been kind of looking for that in in some of our other songs ever since just it seems like anything written in in 2020 should almost come from a place like which is far but also you have to acknowledge that kind of side to the year which was you know very high in impact for uh impactful emotionally for people mm-hmm. um, and i think if you really want to have something to connect it needs to have that um in a way i think a good test is always if you, if you make something because if you're in it you don't know what you're doing so you take it to into the car and then you drive around and when you put on a song that somehow works for me it's like i i push the accelerator and i feel like wow you know you you feel like something is is happening like it's it's always a good test to put it into some kind of environment that you uh is somehow meet, i used to find that I've, i um i work at a little cocktail bar like a sort of, <laughs> run a little cocktail bar which is like an underground um sort of speakeasy cocktail bar underneath a restaurant in soho and um Yeah, the the best way of test driving any of my demos that I've been working on with Jan is just like whacking whacking the music on at like 11 when all the customers are just kind of at that point. Um, uh, yeah, and you can really kind of tell if people pay attention. That means, um, I guess it's kind of an easy audience as well a lot of the time. But yeah, that's that's always that was always good fun for me. Yeah, it's a good test, I suppose, isn't it? And um, what tends to inspire your songwriting? And do you both do a bit of songwriting or do you share duties out? Um, I would say I'm a little bit more on the on the music and production uh, side and 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 the, the sound shifting, uh, shaping and shifting. And uh, Sam probably is more on the lyric and melody side. So I think that is a very good combination. I mean, we can both do everything, but that's normally how we get very fast. And so if you have yeah. a feeling, you you want to get it out fast and not get stuck into like, oh, how do I find that sound now? You know, you just want to get it out. And then in that and that is the magic. Mm, yes, usually Jan will have like a keyboard of his own and I'll have a keyboard um, and then we'll have a mic set up and Jan will have already started on a beat and a bass line by the time, you know, I'm, I'm working on lyrical ideas and putting some chords down. So that's just kind of a, yeah, it's quite a, it's quite a quick process um, mm. working in that way especially both as keyboard players there's not too much setting up <laughs> um, and, and worst case you just go onto wikipedia and press there's a little random button and push that and then it shows you some random fact in the world and then you just take a word from that and then build the lyric <laughs> i love that i've never tried that before <laughs> it's really cool like if you're bored <laughs> you yes. find out the craziest stuff I did discover today that if you Google Friends Ross, a little sofa icon pops up, and if you press it, it says pivot. So that's not quite the same, but I did figure that out today. You're welcome, <laughs> in case you want to listen to that. <laughs> okay, and on the production side, so Jan, are you doing all of that? Not everything. I, I mean, we both have like setups where and, and can can 
do the the work, mm-hmm. but it ju- it just turns out that I I I just like to get into the sound and really make it into something that sounds fresh and gets gets you moving and and um, I think Sam. I think Sam is, is awesome when he you you can give him a word and he will come up with a whole concept and a whole idea and and words and he did some um, um, method was not method acting what is it what do you do I think it's it's improv, improv, <laughs> the improv the improv is so yeah, much fun improv theatre troupe in uh, in London. Um, I still am, but we haven't been able to perform for quite some time. But yeah, it, it was great for just kind of, um, yeah, for for getting a bit of stage time and just throwing out ideas um, and also, you know, not being too precious over lyrics. I, I felt like the improv uh, comedy really helps because, uh, yeah, the whole point is you kind of just work as a team to um, kind of establish ideas and generate content. But um not all of it's great, but you kind of just get on with it anyway and you come up with these really elaborate plots and um, storylines, which has really helped my lyrics over the years. It's kind of a fun little side hobby of mine. Okay, nice. I guess you can uh, figure out what works with the improv as well, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then um, just touching quickly on um, production, as we mentioned there, just because our listeners mm-hmm. love to hear about all things music production and any cool bits of kit that everyone discovers. I'm just curious, um, are either of you using anything that you're particularly in love with at the moment? Have you got this amazing new plugin you've discovered? You know, what door are you using? What what tends to help you get your music made? Um, I've been using the, um, I've just got all the new Arturia um, sounds uh, for Logic, mm-hmm. which... I would thoroughly recommend. I, I had the old ones and um, and then I lost them because I got a new hard drive put in, um, which was really annoying. But then a friend of mine had the new ones and there's like 30, there's like three times as many now. And it's just a selection of uh, different kind of vintage keyboards in, um, in, in like a software version. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty convenient, especially at the moment where it's hard to get maybe access to all your gear or equipment or lots of keyboards or lots of space um pretty much just have one keyboard and a laptop now all my keyboards um on arturia so yeah i'd recommend that mm, okay and what about you Yan? um in the moment i i uh, kind of programmed uh, a little thing with a hardware sequencer it's, it's this thing i don't i know you can't see it now oh yeah how can you see it in the radio? I'm so stupid. Oh, no, I can um, see. I can see. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, the uh, kind of, I can see it there. <laughs> it's called BeatStep Pro. It's like a uh, hardware sequencer, and I programmed a, a surface on the um, on Ableton, and I have more knobs here that I can then change every parameter. Like I put, can put reverb, I can put like a delay, I can put all kinds of effects and change the chords. So with that, it's then uh, playing around and it becomes a bit of a jam session. So it's for me, it's always like you have two hats on, right? You have the hat on where you go absolutely wild and just, you know, take a, take a hammer and bang something in the kitchen and record that and then you have the face where you collect all this and then put this into like uh something more 
so making chaos, cleaning up, making chaos, cleaning up, always going back and forth until something comes out. And um, nowadays, you have a, a, a five hundred thousand pound studio in your in your laptop for nothing nowadays. So um, you just have to come up with ideas. It's about the idea, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like the guy um, Jan was having a jam. Um, I think it was in your warehouse, um, in the toilets of, of, of where you're living. He's having a jam with two of his mates, and one of them was playing a synthesizer with an apple. <laughs> <laughs> he was just rolling the apple on the keys. It's amazing. <laughs> He's just rolling the apple up and down the synthesizer, um, but with great skill. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> was this an apple with really no cheeky. bites in it? I mean, did it have a bite? Does that make a difference to the sound? <laughs> I would make a difference to the rolling because he was rolling it a lot. So, yeah, I think the fact he didn't have it, it was more like a ball. <laughs> well, that's certainly different. We've got to adapt to the new times and all. <laughs> yeah, but but just I mean, take whatever's around, you know, and and like you can take turn everything into to music somehow. I mean, you just need a, a microphone and or like a little keyboard, and and the rest is just up to you. And just be creative. Think of something that you normally wouldn't do and then just do that mm, yes and um so your single your debut single should i say as you mentioned earlier is counting down the sun so congratulations when did you both write this i think it was about it kind of took in the summer it was last summer yeah, it was it last was... summer i remember sitting here by the window and i made a little um I found this fake guitar sound right on the keyboard and I made like a little beat to it and a, a little chord structure and sent it to Sam. And then he came back with like a verse and we were like, take it, take it ages to come up with like, what are we going to do? Like, what's this going to be called? Like a, a chorus. So we tried out all kinds of different things, went back and forth with ideas. And I mean, I like, had, when I read the lyrics to that, I literally just had, I mean, I had, I had, I had just a computer. I didn't even have a microphone because I was at my. Um, we were kind of stranded at my girlfriend's parents in the countryside for a while. So yeah, it was just writing down ideas. It was pretty old school. I was just writing ideas down in a notepad and just trying them out over the audio of the beat that um, Jan had sent me on Facebook. And then, I mean, that, that was just the line, for instance, that he, he just wrote me on, on Facebook. This line was like, hey, I got, a, I got a lyric. What do you think of this? Um, confiscating grenade pins. Mm, that's different. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is so genius. <laughs> if you confiscate grenade pins, they, obviously they blow up, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, man. <laughs> I, I like the little twists in, in every line. It's, it's like a little thing that... It gives you gives you a laugh, or but on the same and serious. I like that kind of. Kind yeah, of in a way, thing. I found like um, if you um, if you're like if you're really limited, sometimes that's when the best stuff comes out. Like for instance, you know, if you've got a, a great sounding microphone with reverb on it, and you'll hear it, you're blasting out the song from massive speakers. Um, then yeah, you know, half the time you know, the chances are whatever you're seeing might feel quite powerful at the time. But if you're just listening to something out, if you're listening to something out of your laptop and just like literally singing it in a dead room with no microphone from like a notepad um, and it feels good, that's a great sign. 
because I remember just literally seeing it. I didn't have, I hadn't really warmed up my voice or anything. I was just kind of riffing this idea over over Jan's beat, um, and the fact it felt good that it was just kind of like a completely quiet <laughs> in a non-studio setting was kind of um, a good sign, I think. Because then when I took it um, back to the studio, when I finally got to recording the vocals, we realised it was you know next level. Mm-hmm. And um, so today we're excited to host an exclusive live session of Counting Down the Suns. So take it away, guys. Something, something underneath the concrete, trying to get onto the street, and the neighborhood's been on pause. Nobody to knock on doors. Sunlight, sunlight pouring through the cracks in the broken ozone Could it be a new dawn? Is it something airborne? Where did all the rights you fight for go so wrong?
thank you so much for that guys that was excellent um so how much are you missing performing live Hello. oh my god yeah yeah i um, i really can't wait as well to to, to figure out how we're going to do this this stuff because um it's like you walk foot for a week in the desert and you see a nice fresh drink mm. you can that's say beer it's okay we miss it <laughs> yeah that's how much you miss it probably um it just gives you that extra boost you know it's this adrenaline and this thing that you uh you don't know what's going to happen in the moment you know like you could fall off stage something could go terribly wrong the sound is terrible but um once you start it it you somehow it, it, it you get in a role and and always something comes out of it you know it's like a like a, a life force mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was spe- i was speaking to my f- um, friend who's an actor and it kind of occurred to me that all musicians are in that same kind of boat that like actors are in you know just like practicing their lines and like going to auditions and not you know not necessarily getting roles it felt like kind of like i was doing the same thing like we're lucky to have this kind of usually most of the time we have an instant outlet where we can just get on a stage and play um and um and yeah to have that taken away it kind of you know it can kind of fill you with like self-doubt and like what's the whole point of this but yeah, knowing it's around the corner and that it's all going to come back, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a, an insane time when all the festivals come back and live music is um, is upon us again. You know, I can't and, uh, wait. Uh, th- there's just one thing I want to I want to say to all uh, creative people and musicians out there that are like, somehow stuck. You know, like I, I totally feel you, and there's times when you feel absolutely like crap and. Um, I have a couple of friends that went, uh, had to go to therapy as well. And you're not alone, you know, it's, uh, there's always someone to reach out to if you feel lonely or if you feel like, um, this all doesn't make sense. You're not alone. You know, mm. I think that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good first thing to know. Uh, like it, it does help me sometimes, especially like even with Sam, you know, I don't feel great. And then he comes with an idea, sends it to me. And then the spark gets ignited again, and I feel like, okay, you know, yeah, let's do yeah. something. Should be, um, people should never be afraid to just kind of um, yeah, reach, reach out. out. Exactly, it's it's important these days more than ever. Yeah, well, absolutely, everyone's in it together, but particularly the creative community, people working in live sound and all of that. Um, I've seen as well, so a rare airline travel corridor in September last year, which already seems like a very long time ago but it enabled you to very briefly reunite in berlin and you shot your music video for your new song so it follows two men on a surreal and slapstick sorry journey through berlin with an abandoned fridge of all things so where did this concept come from about the fridge (laughs) so so actually we just found out a week before that we could travel so i was like sam you gotta come we're gonna make a video and then uh, we met here, Our the, the main director that I found that wanted to do it uh, was somehow was like, hey, I'm going back to Argentina, I'm not going to be here. So I found another person in a day and then literally Sam came, down, came here the same night we went with this uh, director uh, to a bar and had uh, like, I don't know how many Negronis. Mm-hmm. 
and suddenly thought we have the absolutely amazing idea for this video by like 1 a.m. in the morning. Mm. And then the next three days, <laughs> just uh, next morning I woke up, I was like, did we just say we're going to get a fridge and then carry this around town? Like what a <laughs> stupid idea. But um, well, you got to stick with it, right? And then yep. uh, that's that's exactly what we did, and uh, it it was a lot of fun. I mean, you you won't believe all the things that went wrong with it. Like we tried to get it on a boat. I, I hired a boat on the lake, and uh, they freaked out. They were they can't put a fridge on the boat, and we had this massive argument. And uh, then uh, <laughs> we just had to come up with new ideas, and uh, it's um, it basically shows like you know like if you bring things into your life you have to take care of it you know and it's like um it should bring a bit of awareness that you shouldn't just chuck stuff away it's more like they're with you and then make the best out of it whatever you have yeah yeah the fridge is like um the weight on your shoulders the weight of the world on your shoulders um kind of thing it was like so many different metaphors we thought of (laughs) at the time and obviously there's a there's a kind of a a message on global warming um, in there as well, but yeah, it, it's it was um, it was a good option for us because we weren't exactly able to put, put massive groups of people together. Um, and um, and <laughs> the, the funny thing, the funny thing was like when the director girl came and was like, "Okay, all right, we get up at five in the morning. I got this really nice park where we can film." So I get in the van five in the morning, half asleep with this stupid fridge in the van and we drive to this what she thought is a park and then i i pull up and it's like dude this this is the german parliament it's not a park you know like (laughs) what do you think like the security will think if we lock around a big white thing in front of the parliament (laughs) at five in the morning i'm not sure this is a great idea and um but she was like, no, no, but it's it's in the concept. We have to do it. It's it's the best shot. And now look, the, the, it's just the sun comes up. It's the best light now. We have to do it. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, let's do it. And uh, we just like walked around in front of the parliament. And I, I thought we'd get arrested every minute. But uh, <laughs> luckily we didn't. We need to keep you away from the police. That's what's happening here. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> So whose fridge was it? Who, who's, whose fridge was this that you used? Or did you buy one? It, it, it was a broken one. Uh, I found on, on, on the German gum tree site. Ah, uh, cool. And um, someone just gave it away because it was broken. So I, And then we later on, I, when Maybe. I tried to get rid of it, I had to, it was not so easy. You know, you have to go to like a recycling center and it was, I had mm-hmm. to go through all these things. But um, yeah, it was possible. Wow. And uh, we made it happen. That yeah, person have that... a look online if you if you want to see the whole mess. <laughs> yes, I've seen the video. It's really funny. It's great. Um, I wonder if the person that gave you their broken fridge would know what a star it would go on to become. <laughs> Definitely, you should email them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what it could have become, given the right potential. <laughs> we did see the two guys picking up a broken fridge. Yeah, it's been to Parliament, it's seen the world. <laughs> so we uh, had a three amazing like, days. Yeah, <laughs> like the gnome in Amelie. Yes, exactly. Slightly bulkier. 
Um, so what about, I know you've got some shows and releases planned for this year. I know everything's a bit up in the air, touch wood. Um, so what are you, if all goes well, what are you planning to do this year with, with regards to your music? We, well, we've got a bunch of, uh, we've got loads of, um, we've got loads more music to come. So um, I think the plan is just as soon as things die down a bit with this single, just to keep releasing material maybe another single and then like an EP as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And I want to do a little shout out to uh, like some friends in Northampton that uh, have a little studio and uh, my friend, Adam Gamage, he's a drummer. So we sent him our uh, stuff and then he puts some drums on it. And this way working, it's a bit complicated, but it does work. And then I put everything together in the end and then we're just going to put out, put out songs. We have a couple of, songs almost finished that are coming out next and uh just keep going you know yeah we'd definitely like to explore some kind of live avenues as soon as possible as well um whether that's kind of doing some more um you know some more uh kind of filmed live stuff um remotely or yeah as soon as possible doing some live shows we'd love to do some outdoor socially distanced gigs if there's any available. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, well, everyone's got their fingers crossed on that front, haven't they? We're all just looking for that sign from the government, whoever it is that tells us, you know, if things going to be okay. But until then, well, we'll just wait along with you. So um, we look but forward to seeing... But don't wait on do. the government. Don't wait on the government. Like, uh, mm. get together in communities, you know, share your ideas with friends, with people and other musicians. And it's about building a new world, you know. Mm. And this is what the song is actually about as well. It's about this new dawn. So so I, I, don't wait. And it never helped in my life to wait. You just come up with an idea and just do it and, and find other people that have similar ideas. And normally that's how the best things happen to me, at least. Mm, yeah. You've got that creative idea. Just get it done, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, thanks guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great to talk to you and to get to know you as a band and a duo. And um, we look forward to seeing what you, what you come out with this year. Thanks, Alice. Nice to meet thanks, you. All right, nice to meet you. Nice See you later, guys. You Bye. 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 Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.